Welcome to Kasamohan Ko. My name is Chachi, and today I'm joined by a really amazing guest. I've known them since we were in high school, and till now, I'm really amazed and really inspired by who they are and who are they today. And with that further said, um, can I have our guest share a little bit about who they are? their preferred name, personal pronouns, and what they currently do in the working Okay, hi everyone. My name is Adrian Nico. Um, if anything, you can just call me Adrian, or I mean, or age, whichever. And my pronouns are he, him. And at the moment, I work as a security receptionist at Queens Medical Center. But I'm trying to focus my field into the human resources. Nice, thank you so much for sharing. I know that it's this has been a long time coming conversation and I'm so glad that you're able to be here today and to share your story. With that said, what are some three key fun facts that we should know about you that I don't know? Mm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know these facts about myself, but okay, so the first fact about myself, I would say that I'm a huge booty person. And obviously, mm. if, like, if you know me, if you know who I am, I'm a big boy, and I like to say that I'm not picky with my foods, so I'm really the type to just try something new, even if it's something like so odd or so weird. I'll just try it just to say that I've tried it once, and if it's not to my liking, then okay, so be it. And yeah, so if you have any like other like foods for me, Chachi, or other people that are listening to try, just let us know. I'll be down to try them. Um, do, you have, do you have a foodie page? I do, but I haven't been so active on it. But I think, what's my at? I think it's like at hawaii.foods. So I think my last post was, I think there are a lot of boba posts. Because at that, I think around that time when I started posting again, I think I was going through a, a phase where I literally had boba like three or four times a week. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and try all the boba places on the island and see which one I really like. Mm-hmm. And I think I concluded that my favorite boba place, uh, it's somewhere in Kalihi. I forgot what it's called. Oh, but I there's think, so I mean, much you know, boba places now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's why there's so many boba places in Kalihi. You know, if anything, since I can't remember it, I'm just going to go with Hanati. I think Hanati would that's be my the favorite best. boba place. Yeah. And that's still the best, and that's very authentic to Hawaii. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think because it's, it's a it's a brand that's from here, like it's a family, mm-hmm. like a family owned one. Other two facts. Okay, my second fact about myself. Well, I mean, I'm gonna say like to compensate for being a foodie, I would say that I'm a powerlifter. So I got into powerlifting around 2015, but I think um, I grew an interest when I was little because back in the day, my dad was actually a powerlifter and a bodybuilder, and. So I'm actually from the North Shore side. And so they have this one gym in Wailua. I think it's called Wailua Gym. <laughs> and my dad literally had the key to that place. And he was there like almost 24-7. So he pretty much lived at the gym. And I was obviously I had to be with our dad. So, I mean, we would be with my dad and he would just be powerlifting all the time. And now 20... Mm, since 2015, I think I started being like a competitive powerlifter since 2019, I would say. But at the moment, though, I'm just taking a break from powerlifting because I feel like there's other things that need my attention because I really want to finish school this year or get my master's degree this year. So I've been putting powerlifting on the side just so I can focus on like school instead, school and work. And the last fact about me, I would say, would be, because I'm pretty sure you're into crystals too, Chachi. So my last <laughs> yeah. fact, this is this is going to be for everyone who's into like crystals and astrology. It would be that I'm an Aquarius sun, a Libra moon, and a Cancer rising. And for my other placements, that's just going to be for myself. Or <laughs> if you want to get to know me more, then, you know, you can ask me what my other placements are, because I'm not going to expose like my Mercury sign or my Venus sign. Because <laughs> I feel like astrology can, I mean, you don't have to believe it or anything or whoever's mm. listening, like you don't have to believe into a, like astrology and stuff. But I mean, 
on my end, I feel like I believe astrology so much because I feel like your birth chart can tell you about yourself and your life course more so than what you think. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. I've had, I had like friends and um, even colleagues um, that is into crystals and astrology and astrology um, is a really big part also in the Filipino culture that doesn't get talked about. So it makes sense. (laughs) Oh yeah. And honestly, it's pretty scary how accurate these things can be. So if you want to get into it, you know, more into it, then go, go for it. Just, just don't be scared when it tells you about your life and you're like, oh, so that's why I think the way I do or do the things I do, you know? Yeah, I think it's, if it makes you happy and it's something that gives you joy and peace, I feel like that's something that you are, that's something that you want to like, um, go into the realms of, but like, with your fun facts really nice and like i it goes it it kind of like makes sense to start with this fun facts because it kind of like eases the conversation a little bit more because when we talk about like our culture and identity it gets really heavy and like we get to like really reflect on things so yeah yeah. we we started really easy and so um so the other um Thing that I wanted to ask is where is your family from? <laughs> so both of my parents um are from they're from the Philippines they're immigrants and they're both from Ilocos Norte side so they're kind of more up in the Philippines like near like where the where the beach is I believe that's where my mom and dad both live I think it's like Bobon and Bangi I could be wrong maybe I'm saying it weird um but when my dad was seven he moved here and then he married my mom around 20 21 years old and that's when my mom came here and yeah and so I was I was born and raised in the Wailua side and for those of you who don't know where Wailua is it's basically the north shore like it's the countryside and I currently reside in Waipahu Waipahu all of the OG Filipinos are (laughs) honestly like, you're going to find a Filipino almost at every house. Right. I mean, Hawaii is a little bit further down the line. Um, and one of the biggest questions is, um, and you can go in detail as you're comfortable to, but this is one of the three heavy questions that I'll be asking. And one of them is, have you personally struggled in embra- embracing your own identity? I would say yes and no. Like, in all honesty, though, like, I love being fil- Filipino. Like, I love the Asian. I love the Filipino culture. And I think if it wasn't for my nanang, and that means grandma in Ilocano, I think I wouldn't be as appreciative, uh, like, with the Filipino culture if it wasn't for her. Because my parents, they weren't, they weren't there as much as I'd like them to. But I always had my nanang there. And I feel like she made me appreciate the life that we have here compared to the life in third world countries like the Philippines where, you know, like, you know, look over here, we have access to water almost 24-7. We have access to electricity. We have access to food right away. Like we have fast food. There's literally fast food joints like down the road, you know, compared to like when you're back home in the Philippines, like they, they have to pump their food you know, or not to pump their food, they have to pump their water, <laughs> sorry, like, they have to pump their water from, like, the wells, you know, and then they have, some families would even have to go walk miles just to get water and then come back home with buckets, you know, and I feel like in the Philippines, I think my grandma was saying how, like, how hard it was to, like, wash your clothes almost every day, because I'm the type to, like, I wash my clothes, or, like, I wash, like, once or twice a week, and she just kind of was, like, oh, why are you doing it so often, blah, blah, your clothes are still clean blah blah back home you know like they would just wear their clothes like two or three times and or until it's dirty and it kind of you know I mean it just kind of just gives you like to be grateful for the little things that we have here compared to like how it is back home and stuff yeah I totally understand where you're coming from especially because like being being from the Philippines and being and moving here in Hawaii it's so different the culture um especially when we're 
you get things where things are locally sourced from. Um, like here in Hawaii, it's a lot, it's, it's kind of similar but different in a way because yes, we, there, you can still get things that are locally sourced, but it's not, it's not there in terms of like, there's still a lot of commercial items that you have to buy in the grocery oh. store. And then like yeah, the Philippines sure. is just like, oh, you just get things. Um, you just get things from your backyard. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like over here, it's just, like, convenient-wise to just, you know, like, go to the store and grab, you know, like, eggs, vegetables, compared to, like, you know, just getting from your backyard. Because you know how it takes time and stuff. So mm. I guess, I mean, it just, just all depends on, like, where you are in the world, you know. I wanted to kind of touch upon, because you said yes and no. Uh, did you want to elaborate when you said no. Um. Oh yeah, for sure. I think this is gonna be like a little bit on the touchier subject. So I would say no because um. I guess I never really was my authentic self for a good while until I think when I turned twenty five and I started doing things for myself to where I know who I was. And back when I wasn't, or like before when I was twenty five, I felt like I was living living a different life compared to how I am now where I feel like I'm literally living my 150% authentic life now and I feel like that's the reason why I would say yes and no because I feel like culture played a good role in why I didn't or how I wasn't back then because I feel like as Filipinos or like my parents for sure like they're they're strict Filipino parents like they they for sure wanted me to be a nurse they wanted my brother to be an engineer and don't get me wrong, like, I, w- I went to nursing school just for the heck of it, you know, just to make my parents proud. And I think during my second or my third year of nursing school, I was, I think during that time, like, I was so depressed. Like, I hated doing the homework. I hated studying. I was, I was literally just living the life that they wanted me to do. And then I think I told my parents, or I told my mom at first, mm-hmm. I, was t- I was telling her, like, you know, mom I don't think nursing is my thing I don't want to do this no more like it's hard I I don't think I'm passionate about it anymore like I'm doing I'm only doing this just to please you so I told my mom um if anything I'll go into like um like the admin side of healthcare because I know that I wanted to work in healthcare for sure but I just didn't want to work in the nursing aspect of healthcare I wanted to focus more on so like being in the healthcare field and making sure like the nurses, the doctors actually know what they're doing and actually want to be there. Because I feel like there's a difference when you see a nurse who cares about you and when you Mm -hmm. see a nurse that just does their job just to do their job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. And I think I think slightly getting better, but at the same time, as as um the more that we talk about like how it's so important to go into the profession because you want to and you know that you'll be doing this for the rest of your life in comparison to just doing the profession because it's what my parents told me it's what will give me money but then in the end like oh shoot I'm I'm a nurse I'm a doctor and I don't really like people like you're you're not in the right field (laughs) yeah like you don't you know because I feel like I feel like a lot of people or like our parents just they don't I feel like they don't realize that's literally what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. And it's kind of like, do you want us to be miserable? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, you get the money, but is money literally everything? And I feel like, um, especially in the Filipino culture, I feel like they think only nursing or being an engineer is like only considered like the successful fields. But there's so many other job opportunities other than nursing and engineering where you can make money or not make money, you don't have to do it for the money, but you can do other things where you'll be happy in the end, you know? And I feel like that should matter most for you because you're the one that's going to be living that life, not them, you know? Right, and I think one thing that I kind of want to ask is, because um, you, men- you mentioned it like before we had the co- before we kind of like talked about uh, the question is, um, how is your relationship like with your family? With your parents, sorry, parents first. Um, with my parents, ooh, another like sensitive, touchy subject, but I'm okay with like speaking about mm-hmm. it. But um, I think, 
Yeah, I think now that I'm older, I think I grew a better appreciation for my parents. Like, they're still my parents. Um, but I don't necessarily see them. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want this to come off wrong or anything, but I don't necessarily see my parents as like my parent anymore at my age. It's kind of mm-hmm. just like seeing them as they are as an individual. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're still my parent and like, I still respect you as my parent and everything, but you're, you're just an individual to me, you know, like, I'm just trying to learn you now as this person and not just as my parent. Yeah, um, that makes us go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. And I think, no, sorry, I was thinking about, because I know back when I was younger, I didn't have that close relationship that people had with their parents. And I wish I did. And I can't blame them because, you know, I feel like it's, it's a, what is that called? It's like trauma, generational trauma, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Like, I feel, yeah, I feel like it's maybe their parents weren't as effective communicators, you know, and (laughs) their love languages were just different. And back when I was small, like maybe, maybe things were just off in that way. And I don't blame my parents for having to work two to three jobs because I know that they had to take care of our family they have to take care of their siblings because my mom has nine siblings and my dad has seven siblings. So now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm older, I don't take it as personal because they had to do what they had to do. And I think now that we're older, I think they understand like, oh yeah, we're adults now. You know, like if you have to work, you got to work. If you can help me, you can help me. You know what I mean? And it's not, I feel like it's not like a obligation anymore. Like, like, don't get me wrong, like, I love my family and everything. I'll do everything for my family 100%. But it's kind of, kind of like, what can you do at a certain point, you know, now that you're older? It's kind of like, mm. like, you already had your life. You like, you already lived your life. Now it's my turn to live my life kind of thing. Exactly. And I like how you put it that way, that our parents are not, are, for, are not going to forever going to parent you when you grow up like you'll there's this certain line of boundary of like be becoming my own person taking in like what they taught you growing up even if like what you said even if you weren't as close like you'll take in like um how they helped you growing up how they helped you through the years to make you the person you are today so that you're able to take in like all of what you have it's because it's kind of like I feel like they raised me well Mm -hmm. and I think now it's my turn to like raise myself to grow up on my own so that you know for the next generations to come yeah and I can and I think I admire that about you because even like previously I mentioned that I thought you were the oldest and it's because of your caring personality and how you are with your friends like you're able to always um keep them accountable um and I think that's one thing that our parents even those who are strict the traditional ones can pass yeah. on to <laughs> us is like mm-hmm. it's through what they were were taught by their parents like even if yeah they weren't good with emotions they're still able to pass down like h- how they were able to survive in this world and it's our turn to kind of like put them together like how can I survive with feelings (laughs) yeah 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 not to say that our parents didn't have feelings but they didn't know how to process their emotion as yeah for sure and I feel like that's not their fault too yeah Mm -hmm. because I mean if they had parents who didn't like communicate their feelings you know how are they supposed to learn to do that to, to their kids and I'm glad for, like, the younger generation, like, like our generation. Like, I'm mm-hmm. glad, like, communication is one of, like, everyone's top priorities when it comes to just any sort of relationship, even as platonic or romantic. Like, I feel like everyone just knows that communication really is, like, super important when it comes to, like, your feelings, what your thoughts are, what, you know, I feel like communication just helps you how you are as a person, you know? Definitely, and... I, I feel like even now, like as I'm like talking with you, like with everything that um, our generation is continuing to 
go is like we are very progressive generation like we know how to stand up for ourselves oh yeah for sure you can definitely see that like i feel like we see it more in the generation below us like i feel like they're the generations like they don't care like if they'll tell you what it is kind of thing you know what i mean and i like yeah like i love that about the younger generation because i wish i i was like that too you know what i mean because I feel like when you're able to just speak, you know, speak your thoughts, like, I feel like it just helps you become a better person, you know, instead of just, like, keeping it to yourself or brushing it off. Because, like, no, you you know, like, why are you brushing off? Like, if that's your feelings, that's your feelings, you know, like, you're valid. Like, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, like, that's valid enough. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right, right. I think this is going to go on, on a non-conversation, but... um. I'm just gonna say one little thing before we move on is like one thing about like this generation that you also mentioned is like they're not afraid of speaking their truth definitely even, I definitely agree yeah even though like um what, what is it um they're the older generation may gaslight them because they don't understand they they still know how to hold their tongue and that's something yeah. that I admire about this. The next generation is like, they know how to hold their tongue. Really commend those that do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you could give your 12-year-old self advice about something that you've learned about yourself, uh, what would you tell them? Honestly, I think this is going to like relate to like reclaiming yourself or like um, going through like, I guess like childhood traumas and stuff is that mm-hmm. I would tell my 12-year-old self that you were always loved and whatever you felt whatever you thought like whatever you were doing regardless it it was always validated like you don't need anyone's validation and I I I wish I learned it like sooner in life too because I felt like um I only learned that about myself maybe like the last two years because I always felt like I needed this validation and I mean I'm pretty sure it came from like you know childhood trauma that I always needed the validation and you know you don't need anyone's validation. No one needs to tell you what to do. And no one needs to tell you that, oh, your your feelings are wrong or, you know, what you're doing is wrong. If that's how you feel authentically, then it's validated. You don't need anyone's opinion regardless, I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I asked this first because I wanted to kind of like dive into another question that I feel like it's got to touch a little a little kind of touchy but at the same time it's part of getting to know ourselves is how do you interpret your own intersectionality of identity oh yeah um well I don't want to go too in-depth about it but I'm a big Mm -hmm. advocate for those in the LGBTQIA plus because honestly I felt like when we were younger I feel like as having strict parents I felt like a lot of them kind of just looked down upon it and now that I'm thinking about it like why did you look down on these kind of people like they're they're still people you know like sure they're not man and woman like how you know it but it's kind of like why does that matter to you you know like that's that's who they are as a person just just take it as what it is you know like especially for me I guess since I would say that I'm on that spectrum it's hard. It's okay. I think for those who are listening and you're on that spectrum and you are on the younger generation side, I would say don't be afraid to be who you really are. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you hold that about yourself and hide that about yourself when you're young, I feel like it's going to move on to you when you're older. And it's just kind of like, why are you hiding your authentic self from yourself or like from everyone around you? Because that's who you are as a person. And if people don't support that about you, then, you know, they don't care about you. Then those are the people that you don't want in your life, you know. And for those people who are supportive, supportive of the people on the spectrum, and then that's, that's all for you, you know, all the support that you ever need. And honestly, the only support that ever matters is yourself, I feel like. One thing that I, I, I like to add on in, and I want to comment is like, I feel like, especially now, it's, in today's society um, and how people within the queer community is feeling is like, it's so hard to let, it's so hard to 
express yourself because there's just so many people with opinions and especially um and i mentioned the netflix film that i watched um one day at a time um there was a scene in the in the series um and when elena that was the girl in the film um mm-hmm. who identifies within the queer community when she um finally came out to her family it was so hard for her mom to accept and oh, yeah. i think there was part when though it was just the mom and the friend um the friend was um like also in the queer community she was scared she didn't know how to react like if it was a friend like she would be okay with it but when it came to their family like it's hard to accept and like i kind of like parallel this to like our community in the filipino like we support so many queer icons within the community but when it comes to our own child our own family member like who are they like it comes like you forgot about them like i think that's one thing that we need to continue to as a community discuss is like how can we be more accepting with our family members who do identify because i think that's one thing that kind of plays a toll on there are any anyone listening like if they're in the spectrum like part of their self esteem that will kind of like make or kind of break yeah 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 i mean i guess like to touch up on that i feel like it's always going to be hard mm-hmm. to come out to your parents come out to your siblings come out to your your family but i feel like once you get all that weight off of your shoulder i feel like <clears throat> maybe it might not be like right away but i know sooner or later they're going to come around like regardless they're they're still your family you know and i feel mm-hmm. like they can't they can't just shut you out like that i mean maybe there's some family members who do that and i feel for those because why would you shut off your family member just because they're on the spectrum you know like they're still a person they still have feelings like they really are the same person you know what i mean they just like different they just like different people than what you're accustomed to you know and i feel like there should be more resources for those who who are on the spectrum and want to come out to family because i feel like it's always the hard part to coming out to family because i feel like when it comes coming out to friends of course friends are going to be always supportive of you no matter what because i mean i feel like for the younger generation especially they don't they don't really care you know like they don't they don't give an f about anything especially if you're like <laughs> on the spectrum you know because i feel like the younger generation nowadays like they're not afraid to say oh yeah i'm gay i'm lesbian mm-hmm. i'm bi like i'm trans you know what i mean i feel like in the younger generation it's just point blank but i feel like yeah. if you kind of like tell it on the older generation side i feel like the reason why they're so like not used to it is because maybe you know from their from their generation trauma like it wasn't it wasn't accepting at that point and yeah. so you know of course our parents are probably going to like tell us when you're younger oh yeah if you end up being gay lesbian blah blah i'm going to disown you blah blah mm-hmm. and i feel like that's where it starts to like you know have that trauma like oh my god my parents told me this if i end up being like this so i have to hide my true self from them okay so this is going to go back from how i was mentioning earlier back when i was 25 and i started doing things for myself so mm-hmm. like how, like how i said like i'm on the spectrum personally so i felt like when that timing came to like um i guess tell my parents about everything or like my family about it my family and friends about it i wasn't i wasn't like i couldn't tell my family right away um but i've always had the support from my friends from back then like they were always supportive they always asked me if i you know if i was going through it cuz during those times like i was going through it but um when i so when i when i kind of came out to um my family i didn't do it myself in a way it kind of just um it kind of just happened like oh i'm pretty sure my parents know like i don't like i don't know how to explain that cuz i cuz personally i still didn't tell my parents about it but they just know you know what i mean like mm-hmm. whoever's whoever's listening to this and then, like you're kind of just questioning like what on the spectrum i am like you know like i'm not going to say exactly what it is but 
just know that when you do have to tell your parents, if you are on that spectrum, you don't have to do it right away. As in like, you don't have to like, oh, mom and dad, I'm, you know, like I'm gay. You know, you don't have to tell them like that. I feel like let them kind of, kind of like learn that about you their way. Because I felt like for me, when my, when my parents saw my changes, I think that's when they're like, oh, okay, so my kid is this now. And it's still a touchy subject every now and then, but it's, I feel like they're more accepting to it now because I know back then my dad, he used to, he used to bag on me and my brother saying like, oh yeah, if you guys end up being gay, if you guys are being lesbian, blah, blah, like, I don't want to, I'm not going to associate you as my kid anymore. And I was like, oh crap. Mm, okay I guess I gotta kind of hide this about this about my dad Mm. but I think as we got older I know I had a conversation with my dad or like it was like a short conversation with my dad where he kind of just said oh yeah you guys are a certain age now and this is your guys time to start living your life and in a way I felt like my dad was kind of talking to me more so than my brother and I feel like now my dad and my mom, they're probably more supportive of who I am now than who I was before. Thank you for sharing. And I know that was part of like your story and your journey. And I wanted to capture that a little bit um, with what you want to share, because I feel like it's so important with how your continued journey going is going to be like. And I think... And part of like being in our culture is tied into the religious beliefs. And I wanted to kind of like, I don't like, like go into that a little bit because I feel like part of our parents' like beliefs is also tied into like if they're also having that strong Catholic belief. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like. You know, I mean, honestly, I feel like regardless, I feel like a lot of the older Filipinos, they just, I feel like regardless of how out you are to them, I think they yeah. still have like their their stereotype, like, oh, it's supposed to be man and woman, you know? And I feel like mm-hmm. at a certain point, like, yeah, sure, that's what they still believe in, but what can you do at a certain point, you know? Like, I feel like for parents who have kids on the spectrum, I think it's either they accept it now or accept it later you know what I mean because I feel like what are you gonna do like that's because like that's still your kid you know and it's either you accept it now or accept it later and Mm -hmm. the sooner you accept it I feel like the better the relationship will be right and I'm really glad that now that your parents are able to accept you more and and I think the important thing is um and I kind of wanted to kind of share this little quote that I found is um, it's not about it's not about coming out, but it's about having the people that you want come into your life that you that to say that oh I am this instead of oh I'm coming out because of this, but you're letting people you're letting those people that are close to you say oh I'm this. Because they're yeah. they're the only important ones. Like anyone else that doesn't fit with you, um, you don't need that type of negativity. It's who you accept. It's yourself and the family. Period. That you chose. Period. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, like what Chachi was saying. Like for for those of you who are on that spectrum and you decide to come out, and then you have people who who don't necessarily like like you anymore, then that's their loss. You know, you don't need those people in your life. You don't need that bad energy because why? Why do you want that around you? You know, if they're if they're not gonna like you for who they who you are, then why keep them around? You know, mm-hmm. have your space for the people who wanna be in your space, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a tight segue into um typical question is what does it mean for you to reclaim your own Filipino identity? For me, I would say reclaiming my Filipino identity would be living and being my true authentic self, regardless of 
what my parents or what the older generation may have on it, like whatever stigma they have on it, like that's that's their own, you know. And if you can live your own true authentic self, then more more power to you, you know what I mean? But like I guess like career wise, <clears throat> you know, like how I was saying men- or how I mentioned earlier, a lot of Filipinos think, oh yeah, you have to be a nurse to be successful. You have to be an engineer to be successful. Like you don't. You can literally go into any field, I feel like. And if it's if it's something that you're passionate about, then go for it. You don't need you don't need that bad stigma from your parents or from the older generation to tell you otherwise. And I feel like, especially when it comes with the younger generation, like they know how to speak up for themselves. And that's that's more power for them, you know. They don't take shit from anybody, you know what I mean? So that's that's my thing. Like I feel like when you reclaim yourself with your Filipino identity, like you're mm-hmm. not taking shit from anybody. It's just you and your own, and that's it. <laughs> Sorry. I feel no, like there was a better totally way to say it. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, like that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you don't give, when you don't take anyone's shit, like, you know, they know not to mess with you anymore. Like, it is what it is. Then if you, you can either take it or not. And if you take it, then okay. Then if not, you know, out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's your life and how you interpret something is based on your own personal experiences and what you've learned and I feel like also like coming to now is like this is your story to write if if you want to write what what you're what you feel and what you have taken in you can and I think the important person that we always have to listen to is not of others but it's ourselves and our beliefs um is the most important thing honestly for sure like i agree 100 because literally at the end of the day you only have yourself and i feel like a lot of people don't realize that until later on when they're like fucked over you know what i mean like just know that at the end of the day it's yourself so are you doing things for yourself or are you doing it for others and if you're doing it for others, why are you doing that? You know, like, why are you trying to please others? Like, are you even pleasing yourself by pleasing others? Because if you're not, you're just living your life miserable. And who wants to live a miserable life? You know, like you only have one life. Do you want to live like your whole life miserable? You know, and I think and I feel like um, even in our age, um, especially within our own Filipino culture, the biggest aspect is our family and I think that's one thing that we always focus on but I feel like and for anyone listening and you can also add on it's like family will always be there and like family even if they will say something the the most important person that you have to listen to is yourself because you know that family will wants you to be safe and they may not know certain things, but ultimately, if you stand your truth and if you find comfort within yourself, um, and you can rock things, even if it's disobe, even though you think it's disobeying your parents, like you're not gonna be this because that's what your parents told you. If you are confident, that's, that's something I'm also working on, and like I, I, I also commend like you for like what you do. Yeah, and honestly, like what Tasha was saying, like family is always there. And I feel like when it comes to family, family doesn't have to be your blood. Like, you can mm-hmm. pick your own family, you know? Like, just because they're your blood does not mean you can pick, you you as yourself, pick them as your family, you know? Because I feel like when it comes to family to me, it, it's not all about who's related to me. I feel like family for me is those who are always going to be on my side, regardless. Like, they're the people who know they can keep me accountable for the doings in my life or like if I'm doing something wrong, you know, I think those are the people who you should consider family, the people who support you, the people who care about you, who always check up on you, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like your blood related family. I 100% agree with that. And one good way to kind of like end off the podcast a little bit is this fun little questions that I kind of like, made uh, and I kind of no, wanted go for to it, go for it. kind of wanted to start um with the second to the first second to the best fun question is what is something that you've always wanted to learn want to know more about your own culture 
you know honestly it's weird how you're asking me that because I feel like I've been I've been more aware about it now but I honestly wish that I knew how to speak Filipino like I fluently understand Ilocano like like any auntie can talk to me auntie <laughs> uncle they can talk like literally they can talk to me in full Ilocano and I'll understand them but it just kind of sucks when I can't respond back to them in Filipino too you know what I mean and I feel like now that I'm older I kind of wish I took my nanang more more seriously when it came to like learning learning how to speak it because my brother he knows how to speak Filipino like he knows how to speak Ilocano um not not fluently but better better so than how I can and I wish I knew how to speak Ilocano or Tagalog and I wish I knew how to understand Tagalog too like I only know Tagalog like um kuntilan <laughs> like only a little bit only a yeah. little bit yeah but I wish I knew more more so because I was thinking about it more so now like oh like my grandma isn't gonna you know like my my nanang isn't gonna be alive forever you know and I kind of want my kids to like know Filipino and I kind of wanted them to learn it from my nanang because you know I feel like for my nanang I feel like she raised me to be really I feel like she raised me really good compared to like a lot of other kids and I'm not saying like I'm the perfect kid or anything mm-hmm. but I feel like with my experiences with meeting other people I'm glad my nanang taught me and or raised me the way that she did because I feel like she did really she did an a-plus job on raising me honestly <laughs> yeah but yeah but I feel like the only part I kind of messed up on my own was you know kind of learning the language because I honestly wish that I learned the language more mm-hmm. and I and I'm here to say that don't be so hard on yourself and like not learning the language because again like kind of like circling back to like everything that we talked about like our parents only had one thing in their mind priority which is getting the good stability for us and I feel oh, like yeah, for sure. our language all of the extra stuff is for us to att- to attain if you want to or not and it's really our decision and like I, I like that you're taking initiative like oh I really want to be able to learn more about how to speak because it kind of like also reconnects you a little because it's it's different from understanding you speak yeah yeah honestly because I do have co-workers who like who can speak fluently but they're like local born I'm just like wow I'm so jealous like I wish you know I I had that but I mean it's not necessarily like you know like I'm not I'm not necessarily like being so hard on myself about it but it's kind of like I wish I took it more seriously. And I feel like a lot of people can probably resonate with that because I know there's a lot of local-borns who can understand like fully Ilocano or fully Tagalog, but they can't speak it. But that's good because regardless, you know, you still know the language, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Compared to like a local-born who knows nothing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and- that's not a bad thing either, you know? Like yeah. if you don't know the language, like, you know, you can you can, you can learn it. And you know how I'm saying, like, oh, I wish I learned it. I mean, like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. It's slowly, slowly but steady. But anyone, I feel like anyone here, whoever's listening, if you wish that you could speak the the Filipino language, you know, like, it's it's never too late to learn it. And if you have coworkers, friends, you know, or your, your parents are, are, are available to you, like, ask them to teach you, you know. Like, it might be hard. Yeah, teach you the good, the good words, not the bad words. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, because you're going to have those friends who literally teach you, like, putang ina, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't want to say that, like, you know? What's the, what's, what's the, what's the, how do you, how do you, what's the good word? Like, real good um, words. Yeah, you know, like, like, what are the words that I should know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if anything, it, you know, just learn the simple, <laughs> the simple answers, like, yes and no, like, oh, oh, you know, saan. yeah it's like it it's like building it's a building blocks like one step at a time and like it's good it's a good thing too that being in the healthcare field like there's still people out there that's still speaking Ilocano on Tagalog and you can still pick up oh yeah honestly I think especially if you're like um because me and Chachi or whoever is listening me and Chachi work at Queen's And literally almost all the workers there are Filipino and wherever you go, you can, you hear them talking story in Ilocano and Tagalog. Like you can learn that when you hear a phrase over and over again, you're going to start to know like the the context clues of what they're talking about. And you're going to be like, oh, so this auntie is talking about, you know, 
and yeah. you kind of just learn it slowly, you know. <laughs> like, oh, this patient is blah 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 in Ilocano, and like you'll see the pattern <laughs> of like what yeah, yeah. Is. Or like when they're walking around for their lunch break and talking about like how hard their patient was for them, you know. Like yeah. you'll you'll learn the context of what they're talking about, and you just learn it slowly. Yeah, and. One last thing is, if you could describe your personality now as a whole in a Filipino food, what would you describe your personality? Uh, I would say honestly, my personality. You know, I feel like uh, back with like how I mentioned earlier, how I'm an Aquarius son. I yeah. feel like for Aquarius people, they're 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 kind of like weirdos, like not like you know, like in a good way. Like I feel like they're the type of people to. You never know what you're gonna get. So I feel like I would say if I was a Filip, if my personality was a Filipino dessert, I would say it'll be like hollow hollow, because you know, like when you mix it in, I feel like you don't know what you're gonna get in your bite. Like you could have coconut flakes, or you can, or you know, you could have like four different beans in that bite. You know. <laughs> um. Uh. Step. Um. Follow up question: What type of hollow hollow would you be? There's anything, so many. Would, there's so many I different say, flavors. That's like. Honestly, I think I would be the ube one because I feel like that's my favorite flavor. And I mean, obviously, you know, ube, that's literally all Filipinos' favorite. (laughs) And I think, honestly, this was a really great conversation. And like, I not only learned a lot from you, but I also was able to like gain conversation. Um, And it was something that I never learned about you that I am really glad that I'm able to know you now. And like, it's really nice how time flies oh yeah for sure because oh i mean if anyone wants to know the context of like how how me and chachi know each other back when i was um like 18 19 20 i was literally her tutor back when she was in high school and literally i think it's been like what almost like eight years since then and here we are like time really does fly and it's just nice to know like the connections that you meet, you meet, you like you met from back then are, can be still in your life, in your now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Keeping keeping the connections with people, whether or not like you talk to them so often, it's always nice to have like an old person from your past coming, coming, coming to you like your present and just catching up again. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think and one thing I've learned um, over the period of time is like it's like so important to like build build bridges and build connections um not so much burn bridges but in a way in a in a good context like if this is how you how you set like boundaries with yourself like um, it's not about like cutting off people but it's also like also being able to work on yourself and also establishing boundaries and how can you kind of develop and flourish your friendships oh yeah for sure for sure for sure being that because I honestly, I was never the type of person to believe like burning your bridges because my theory is like, why would you burn your bridges with people? Like, yeah, sure. Maybe some people might be on a different spectrum than you, like mm-hmm. different, um, like different um, culture or like a different aspect. Like you guys think differently, but why would you want to cut that? I feel like it's better to not burn your bridges because you're gonna need these connections whether you like mm, I mean I don't know a better way to explain it like like you can burn your bridges if if that's you if that's what you believe in burn your bridges but if you're the type to want your connections with people like keep keep your connections just know when to distance yourself from certain people who might not be on the same page as you because you never know like maybe later on in the years like they might be the person to recruit you as a, you know, as your career job, you know, you just never know what connections you're going to have or what these people might have for you later on or yourself, you know, like for the people who want to burn bridges with you, then that's kind of their loss. Like they, they come back to your life later on and it's kind of like, Oh, I need you to do this, blah, blah. So, but why'd you burn the bridge? You know what I mean? And like, I feel like it's better to just still have the connection there, but just like, distant yourself from them if you have to you know definitely and I think I know what you're trying to go through it's like it's building bridges so that in the future like when you hear because Hawaii is small and this world is the Filipino community is small like once you hear someone's name and they'll and they'll hear your name like oh 
they'll talk about something good about you and like what you said like you'll get that connection and network and it it all plays well and i think it's just distinctly knowing how to distance yourself in certain situation yeah that just goes to show kind of like um what boundaries you set for yourself i feel like when you <clears throat> when you know how to maintain these connections but just mm-hmm. you know distancing yourself and just knowing what boundary to cross or what not to cross with these yeah. people yeah and with that i just want to say thank you again adrian for like coming on to this podcast and finally sharing your story and i can assure you and rest assured that anyone that's listening out there is going to take something from it um and i just i want to bring this back but if you want to give someone a shout out at the very end of the podcast or anything like this is your time to shine <laughs> or any product um, that you are endorsing <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> since chachi's talking about it i mean i started um a clothing a business so if you want to try cop some really nice shirts or some gym shorts i'm having more apparel coming in but right now i have the transcend shirts they're like these black vintage oversized tees where i think literally if you're a girl or a guy i feel like you can rock this shirt any way you want it like for the girls like you can literally wear their shirt with like mm, i would say maybe like mom jeans some nike blazers or like some short shorts and some you know like nike dunks cuz literally almost everyone on this on this island has it nowadays or you have the gym shorts where you can literally it's so it's a gray gym shorts so you can literally wear that with almost any color cuz i'm all about the neutrals so i like the neutral dark colors and i'm i'm for like styling your clothes whether it's for the gym or going out you know just yeah just super super like in i guess it's kind of like the in style right now so i mean if you ever want to cop some tees just you know just message me or ask chachi and then she'll give you my ads to if you guys yes, ever want to like your, clothes uh, or anything uh, um my personal ad is x o d d r i v n or my other my my brand clothing is going to be transcend.hnl and i think i still have the one that you gave me the rice one it's really it's a really nice design oh yeah i'm all for like the simple kind of designs so like honestly if the you're minimalist. all about like, the simple yeah i like the minimalist look personally and i feel like it's easier to wear that way so you don't have to necessarily like oh my god does this shirt match with this or this shirt match with this like literally i'm all for like you can literally toss that shirt with any bottoms and it will be good or any bottoms and with any top and that should be it's be like that and it's easier to also like not plan out and like everything is just like there yeah honestly and we're living on an island like you don't want to be too flashy you know too flashy about everything like i'm all about the simple you know it still looks nice look but you can also wear it like as a, as house clothes too if you want <laughs> thank you so much and with that said i conclude this podcast to stop recording